Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant as uh, we uh, try to break down what occurred uh, over the last uh, week. Um, what a difference a week makes. So, my friends, uh, last you might check, we did a show. It was a pregame show for the Monday night football game at New Orleans. The Miami Dolphins were 7-7 seven and seven going into that game. Me and Rich went over all the playoff ramifications, and you had the Catello guarantee that if they won out, they would make the playoffs, even though it was disputed by my partner in crime. However, uh, as the Dolphins went into that game, um, albeit they were down quarterbacks, there's no doubt about that, um, but, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Drew Brees hasn't been there all year, so, uh, you know, uh, you take it as it comes. And uh, Taysom Hill is certainly no Drew Brees, even though he didn't play. But, you know, you beat beat the teams that you have to beat, and you, you take – you take what's given to you, and they did that. So they beat the New Orleans Saints 20-3, to and uh, they bring their record to 8-7, and and they go into Tennessee now uh, for a must-win game, a game that obviously we were all um, hesitant about, but the, the seven-game winning streak continued, and as they go into there, uh, you get a, a – snow rain kind of day uh cold rain i guess you'd call it uh a miserable day but nonetheless uh the miami dolphins get blown out in tennessee 34 to 3 and uh they are now officially eliminated from the playoffs so you don't even get to the 17th week of the season with a powerball's chance to sneak in it's it's officially over and uh this comes uh in a one week span uh we have two games that leave us where we are and the Miami Dolphins were in complete control and had locked up their own destiny to go into the playoffs uh, with even a slight chance of a division win uh, had things worked out. Um, But obviously none of that works out, and the Miami Dolphins now uh, basically find themselves – uh, not even playing spoilers anymore because New England's uh, officially in the playoffs, but uh, looking to see whether this is going to be a winning season or a losing season now with the 17th game added. So uh, just an abysmal week for Miami Dolphin fans. A lot of stuff went on, which we will talk about. Let me give you the quick stat line, as I always do, to break it down for you. Two, uh, just a... Uh, 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 less than pedestrian-like game, 18 for 38, 205 with no touchdowns and one interception. Um, 
one of his worst games of his career. Uh, Duke Johnson, 7 for 49, uh, so nonetheless fairly effective. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and Gaskin was your second leading rusher with uh, five rushes for 23 yards. Your leading rusher was Gusecki, four catches, 51 yards, and Waddle a little bit behind that, three catches for 47. From the New Orleans standpoint, Ryan Tannehill's first game versus his old team was a big one, and he showed up in a huge way. 13 for 18, two touchdowns, no interceptions, exactly what you needed to do in a game with that kind of weather. And uh, Deontay, Freeman, uh, uh, Deontay Foreman, uh, 26 for 132 yards. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, everybody worried about uh, <clears throat> Derrick Henry, uh, being out or being in, uh, Dante uh, Foreman put up numbers just like Derrick Henry would have and dominated the game in such fashion, uh, a touchdown as well. And A.J. Brown, your leading receiver, two catches for 41 yards. So, as I say, the Finns completely eliminated from the playoffs. Rich, um, you know, uh, obviously this was a daunting task going in. This team has been uneven all year with extreme highs, extreme lows. Um, they got it handed to them in Tennessee uh, in a game where I think they had a terrible game plan going in and didn't, or maybe had a good one, but didn't adapt to the weather situation and uh, just really uh, terrible way to end their playoff chances. Well, you know, you know, I always been saying this for years. For a team named after a swimming mammal, we can't play in the rain. You yeah. know, we never could. We were one of the worst weather, and it rains every day in Miami, which is crazy. Crazy, you know. But we were a terrible, terrible rain team. I mean, right? You you, you can count. I mean, out of the top of my head, I could tell you like ten or twelve of these things that we. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you with the rain. I, absolutely. The, two yeah. things I'll say to that real quick. It was very cold, so it wasn't just a rain game. It was very cold. But but more yeah. off, the thing that, that I want to point out to you is Duke Johnson had seven rushes for 49 yards. I think they may have all been in the first half of this game. And, uh, and Gaskin ran the ball okay as well. I don't understand why Flores and the Miami Dolphins did not have the run much more prominent in the second half and, and, and try to establish that. Like, you know, uh, it, obviously. It certainly wasn't out of reach until the fourth quarter. You know, right. it was 17-3 at some point in the fourth quarter, you know, pretty early on. You know, right. didn't, that game really wasn't a blowout until late. So, yeah, you could have definitely still run the ball. I just don't – I don't understand the game plan at all. But, you know, the trick plays yesterday too. I mean, what was with yeah. the double reverses and the flickbacks? And, I mean, that is a, a game that you don't want to do stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, it's a good you know, point. Go, That's a game you want to, to be, you know, at, bricks, like, conservative you know, you as you can. Right, yes. You don't, want, you don't want a million chances to fumble the ball there. You know, and it, looks, no. it seems like – I mean, some of those plays were ridiculous yesterday. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It, it looked like playground ridiculous. You know, and I thought that the, being able to have some of the success they had in the air, you know, what you need to do is you need to set those plays up. So, you know, if they would have handled themselves on the ground and, and, and set those passes up, those passes may have been touchdowns. But instead, it was like they were a one-trick pony. And I just don't understand that, especially with a sputtering offense. I mean, I actually thought that the offensive line did a, a, did a half-ass okay job. 
I mean, they've been bad throughout the whole year. I thought they were decent. Not great by any stretch, but decent. And, you know, I just keep looking back to those two plays where they were on the one-yard line, and two is passing out of his own end zone, and he's literally taking five seconds to throw the ball. I mean, is there any comprehension that a holding penalty is a safety? Like, I just don't think that they're really, you know, comprehending what goes on. And two as well. I mean, you can't hold the ball that long. If you're going to do stupid plays like that, it's just like everybody's not on the same page. No, and he was very inaccurate yesterday. He was probably had the worst inaccuracy of his, you know, when he, he missed a couple guys that were just like really wide open where he either bounced the ball in front of him or, or overthrew them. He, he had a couple yeah. good passes, you know, but the, the bad ones were really bad, you know. Could have been a lot more interceptions, too. I think the weather helped him in yeah. that case where, you know, nobody else could control it either. Yeah, I think you're right on both accounts. I mean, that's the way I saw it, too. It definitely could have been more interceptions if not for, you know, the weather. And, yeah, he was just very, very inaccurate. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, I'll be honest with you, this offense has been really lackluster, and it's been lackluster for weeks. Even through the winning streak, you know, they've been pretty bad. And so, uh, you know, to to have this kind of, go the way it did um you know i can't say i'm surprised from the offensive standpoint and it was a bad weather game so from the defensive standpoint i think the number one thing that was hurting was the pass rush because it was wet and raining and i don't think the defensive front four was able to get that kind of pass rush and maybe that helped the dolphins offensive line as well because tennessee probably wasn't able to get the same pass rush as well uh so it could have been uglier you know but um but they just ran all over us and it it was uh, very reminiscent to, you know, the way Cam Newton ran all over us uh, uh, opening day last oh, yeah. year, just right up the right. middle, you know, everything yep. up the middle and, and nonstop up the middle. Our punting yeah. yesterday was atrocious. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? The whole special teams. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sanders, too. Well, what happened to him? Now, now he's I, I don't know. Here. We seem to have this problem with kickers quite a bit that, you know, even when they show themselves to be very good, they, they, they come back very bad. And this was a, I mean, it's when I'm saying it in the past tense, there is still a game remaining, but this was a terrible year for him. Uh, it, it, it just was. I mean, there's a lot of areas of this team that uh, were, were big, consistent, consistent areas that turned into inconsistent areas in 2021 for whatever reason that might be. Yeah. He definitely regressed. There's no question about it. So almost like he knows that like, he's not going to get a big contract. He's going to go somewhere else. So he's like, they pack it in, you know, they know how easily replaceable they are. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that it's, you know, no, you know, no, anything. It's you know? No, I don't think it's purposely, but, but you know as well as I do that they hate paying these guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but from the same token, you know, this team um, has shown uh, – it's it shown things that you have to really like throughout the year, but, uh, I mean, it's it, it shown things that also really concern you, you know? And I think that there's talent certainly there now. Now there's there's no denying the talent there in, in a lot of different areas. Um, uh, but the inconsistency in scores and, and getting blown out 
so many times is a concern, and that might be you know a coaching concern. That might be uh, you know a, a, a coaching concern down to assistance. You know what I mean? And and game plans because there's just too many off balance games here. I mean, you're getting blown yeah. out way too many times, and. You know, a lot of these games were bad teams on this winning streak. We know that. We went over that last week. And to be quite honest with you, you know, it wasn't a cakewalk on any of those games. I mean, you were fighting to win against bad teams for a while there, you know? So, you know, you got to call it what it is, I guess. Well, look, you know, there's no one to blame, but, you know, <laughs> this team is, you know, has itself to blame. I mean, you can't think yourself a 1-7 hole. And expect to make the playoffs. It's never been done before, you know. Even with an extra game this year, I mean, you know, they made a they made a hell of a run at it after that. But it, the hole was too. It was they dug Grand Canyon to climb out of, you know, with a rope. Yeah, there's, you there's know, no doubt. I mean, that, the, that's it. It is almost impossible, and it proved it, it is. Yeah, it is. You know? it, it is. And I do give them credit, like you said, they went on their seven game winning streak, and that is something you know that's that's very yeah. promising. Um, but, uh, you know, but I just think that you really have to see where this goes. I don't want to have a, a year-end show when there's still a game because, obviously, you know, we're going to have uh, next week is going to be uh, the final game, you know, and then we can, I guess, address actually, changes. I, I, I bet, though, I, you know, I, I seriously, I guarantee we could just tape that show in an hour from now and play it, and it would probably be pretty accurate. Yeah, because uh, we both see. Yeah, we both see, and we know what's going to happen next week. I I agree with you. I know where you're going with this, and uh, you know, and, 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 and I see they're going to get they're going to get absolutely destroyed next week. They're going to they're going to play like crap, and I I know it for a fact. They're and not the game is moved. Not gonna be, yeah, the game is moved now to four o'clock. To four o'clock. Um, and, you know, and basically move to 4 o'clock because it has heavy playoff ramifications, but not for the home team anymore, for Bill Belichick and his New England Patriots that are vying for possibly an AFC Eastern Division title going into the playoffs, or, uh, you know, they will go with Buffalo down the stretch, and uh, so those two games are now 4 o'clock, and they'll see where the playoff seating goes. Buffalo will lose to the Jets, which, you know, I don't see happening, but, you know, whatever. Right, but uh, either way, there's your playoff ramifications, because New England's already in, and so the seating has everything to do with this. Sure. With this, and, and you know, so move to four o'clock so now. Buffalo, so playing at four o'clock now. I believe so. I believe so. Yes. So, and also now the nation can, uh, you know, can tune in, <laughs> so they can watch us. Well, around here it will be because you know the Jets are obviously going to be here. Right. Oh yeah, but uh, yes, that's true. But but there's only a few games. So even if you're not, no, it's not going to be a national game. But there's going to be national eyes on it. Yes. And don't and don't don't kid yourself to not think that the New England Patriots are not going to be the feature game. You know, maybe not in New York, obviously, but there's the plenty of other. Yeah, it can't be. No, not here, but there's, you know, what does that matter? I mean, you know, it's going to be all over the country. Well, the biggest, People are going to be watching the It's the biggest parking place in the country. 
Yeah, it's the biggest marketplace in the country, Rich, but it doesn't mean there's still not, you know, a, a good 35 other uh, markets that are going to be watching the New England Patriots play the Miami Dolphins at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I, you I know, bet they'll, just, play, they'll play the Bills Jets in more places, I believe, than the Dolphins, the Dolphins Patriots. Perhaps. I think you're underestimating the, the, the lore of the New, New England Patriots. I really do. I think you're underestimating how much they love the New England Patriots. I mean, all I've been hearing is we're back for, for you know, for I don't know how long now. I mean, it's Patriot Nation, so I think you're kind of kidding yourself to, to, to think yeah. that. That two New York teams are going to be put ahead of that? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't know what other slate there is, but um, I guarantee you there'll be more people watching this game than you think. And either way, I mean, it's neither here nor here. My point is that you're you're obviously going to be, you know, the spotlight's going to be on you in your misery. And you know what happens? Yeah, I know. There's, there's no way this team's showing up. You know, I, I can see it now, what happens. They, they lay an egg when it means something with these last games of the year. Yeah. That's and I just, year. Yeah. And I just thought that there was uh, – I just thought that the running game was there. I really did. I didn't see any reason to think it wasn't. I thought Duke Johnson was 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 running hard again, and uh, yeah, I just think you could have pounded there, and you could have made things easier for the Dolphins' offense, you know. And and you know, it was almost like the uh, the game plan was derived, you know, for a, a fifty-two degree day in Tennessee on a Friday night, and it was never adjusted. Well, I also- no, I had a problem with when they uh, went for the long field goal, too, instead of punting. You know, when it was fourth and 18. You know? Yeah. I think that was a huge mistake, too. Because, that, you know, you were, winning the, the, you were winning the field position game there, and then you just gave that away. Yeah, they should have punted the there. There's so no doubt about it. No doubt about you know? it. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with it, you. Like I mean, you said, he's been very – He's been very – You actually wanted to go for it, but – Yeah. Well, well, you, you know me, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But it should, I didn't they should have punted there. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, he, you know, they have the got a little snake bitten, fifty-three yard field goal. He hits the crossbar in a, in a in a way that I always see it bounce over. I mean, it's got to be like eight out of ten times when that hits like that, it goes over. They don't get the bounce. I I don't know what happened there. You couldn't get a clear view on it, but you know, so there's a little snake bit in there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it really just uh, changed the whole field complexion. Uh, Dolphin defense was not playing well, though. Um, they were not stopping them, I guess, anyway. They just could not seem to, to really make a statement there. Um, there was just a lot of – it was not a good game for the Miami Dolphins defense, who has been playing extremely well. So let's, let's just say that. Yeah. You know, it was bound to happen. This is the game I didn't like going in. Uh, you know, I, I had a bad feeling about this one. You know, yep. but what are you going to know? All right, quick break. Right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. 
All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt coming at you, and uh, we'll bring you up to that Monday night football game tonight, which is uh, Cleveland Browns traveling out to uh, Pittsburgh and what has been billed, and uh, I think he's also said uh, it's going to be uh, probably Ben Roethlisberger's last home game, probably, uh, yeah, yeah, probably his last uh, home game anywhere, I guess, but certainly in Pittsburgh uh, this year. Uh, should should do it for him. Uh, and just a reminder, you can catch us on uh, right on the iTunes store. Just go right to the iTunes store, and you can get all our latest episodes delivered right onto your phone. Or send us any questions or comments at PacatelloShow at Yahoo.com. So, uh, Rich, uh, we talked about the Dolphins and, and what a huge uh, uh, turnaround and how much went down in, in just a week, uh, you know, how things changed. Well, it was also a very newsworthy uh, week um, because uh, we lost John Madden, and we lost Dan Reeves, both in uh, you know uh, a two-show span. So uh, obviously, a lot of news went on uh, during this. Rich, yeah, we're you coming on that, or I caught you now. What are you yeah, saying? I'm sorry, you cut out a minute. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I, I just uh, I was reaching. Okay. Uh, so as I was saying, we were talking about the Dolphins and, uh, you know, what a huge... Oh, the Dolphins? Know, That's what we're talking about. Huge, no, huge, <laughs> uh, newsworthy uh, week. And then uh, how uh, we also yeah, lost uh, John Madden and we lost Dan Reeves, uh, both in a one-week span. So um, yeah, yeah, a lot of news took place, you know, um, during this uh, pre-game, post-game uh, break that we had. <laughs> 
you know, I, I feel really bad for Dan Reeves. Like, even like when he passes away, he gets overshadowed by someone else. I mean, I think he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. The guy had a great professional career as a player. He he did more than was worthy enough as a head coach. Three Super Bowls. I mean, he lost all three with two different teams. He had a four great Super run as Bowls. a coach. Four Super Bowls. Four Super. Oh, he's in four. Okay, three with the Broncos. Okay, yeah. And you know, he should be on the Hall of Fame. And just you know, even when he passes away, Madden dies before him, and he gets overshadowed by that. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's rare that we agree so much on something like that because we often differ on it, but I couldn't agree with you more. The fact that Dan Reeves is not in the Hall of Fame is just absolutely ridiculous. And I've been saying it to, to you for years. I mean, he's one oh, of the guys that, that I've I've been absolutely like I, – I just don't understand it. And, you know, uh, and, and, and I, I say these names not saying that they don't deserve to be in there, but, you know, when, when you look at that and then I look at, you know, listen, Marv Lee, He's in there, but Grant's in there, and you know, and, and George Allen's in there, and that to me, you know, I don't, I don't understand that. George Allen, even being the third, you know, out of it, I, I, I think he went in way too easy, and and so, uh, you know, to me, this is just, uh, it's a travesty that Dan Reeves uh, is not in the Hall of Fame and didn't get to enjoy that aspect. Uh, he was such a vital part of the NFL for my entire life, really, because, like you said, he was a vital yeah. member of that. that that Dallas Cowboy team from the ice ball, you know, all the way uh, up through Landry and, and, and then becoming a coach that we watched with Denver all the way through, you know, the Marino years and then going to Atlanta and going to another Super Bowl, which was his fourth. Um, this guy was fantastic. And uh, he's got such a pedigree besides being a great human being. Uh, you know, he, he absolutely should be in the hall of fame and it's a shame that he's not. Yeah. It really is. And, and, he wasn't alive to enjoy it, you know, I'm sure. Right, right, exactly. We put him in eventually, you know, but it's just ridiculous. Right, exactly. You know, they it's a shame. They do that a lot, and they do that, they do that way too much. Yeah, they do. They do. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's what kind of comes to mind there. And, uh, and then, of course, John Madden, uh, you know, uh, like you said, um, just, you know, just – uh, I mean, going to take all the, the headlines because he's John Madden. And uh, obviously the timing of that special, um, you know, w- was a little bit, uh, um, I-, I guess, indicative of of maybe something in that, uh, you know, we lost him days after it aired. So I guess sure. something was known, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was a, a big hit to the NFL uh, and, and, and towards the end of the year, as far as coaches go, because there's not that many remaining from that era, you know. I mean, obviously Bud Grant is still alive, and uh, you know, but there's Marv not Levy's that many. Mar- yeah, yeah. But I, I look at, but I even though Marv Levy's oh, no, Marv uh, Marv Levy's older, like after that era, yeah, you're yeah. Right. I look at him. You know, he was in the league then. I think with the Chiefs, but I look at him more of like a '90s coach, you know. Um, sure. But the, you know, these these guys are. You know, uh, I guess more towards the you know the seventies, uh, you know, to me in in eighties. But um, but yeah, either way, um, two big big names that we lost uh, this week. So, and of course, uh, I know that you're like a tiger shark <laughs> waiting to spring out of the cage. Uh, there was an incident; it took place in MetLife <laughs> Stadium. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Jets, and of course, we're talking about. 
Tom Brady's great comeback. No, no, something else happened, Rich. Is that what it was? Rich, I think something else happened. They sort of was dancing in the end zone as the play was going yeah. on. Yes. The most so, bizarre uh, thing. I thought I've seen everything until that one. Did you yeah. hear this one? That he, he, he I did. did get into an Uber afterwards. Oh, I, I have video of it. I, I was going okay. to show it to you. I have video okay. of the Uber. Okay. I have video of the Uber somebody sent Supposedly me. Supposedly, <laughs> a cop had to help him. He couldn't do it himself, and he got him an Uber. But I just want to know where he went. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, you know? here's what is being reported. Now, there's obviously there's a lot of stories going around. Uh, the NFL beat reporters have just come up with uh, their story of, of what went down. Now, Damn obviously – uh, yeah, and so so let me let me first say uh, there's been a lot of rumors that there was uh, incentives on his contract uh, that needed to be hit, uh, and that he needed eight more receptions and 55 more yards, uh, and that would have basically and one I think one touchdown that would have given him a million dollars bonus. 333 okay. for each one of them, okay? Um, right. Now, that on the surface, you say, okay, um, that kind of makes a little sense, but then it also doesn't because you say, well, they have another game. So yeah. this really is kind of stupid. I mean, would you, would you, I mean, it's very hard to look at, at uh, a common sense here anyway. I understand that, you know. Wow. We're not dealing with rationality. But, uh, but you do have another game to get, you know, one of them very the easily. Was, Arian says that he asked him to go in, and he said no yesterday. Yeah. Now today yeah, well, I'm was, gonna... now today was yeah. that he, had a, he said he couldn't go in because he had a bad ankle. No. <laughs> Yeah, he was yeah. standing so in the end zone. <laughs> so what? Right. Yeah. So that, that now the second part of this is, uh, and and just to stay on what I was just saying. So so basically, that the first incentive thing doesn't make a lot of sense because two of these, two of these three, are are almost guaranteed. Well, one of them anyway. I mean, the fifty-five yards, you know, is fairly easy. You would think he could get that, especially with his relationship with Brady. Uh, you you would think there's a real good chance he's going to get that. And the one touchdown is obviously on the table, and eight receptions is kind of on the table too. So, and the game wasn't finished in New York. It was like in the third right. quarter, maybe you know. So so these kind of, and then you look at how much money now playoff money the man's going to miss out on because you get playoff money for each game. And then of course the bonuses had, they had a good run and went to a Super Bowl or something. It really financially is just ridiculous. And the, and the rest of his salary this year. And the rest of his salary this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works with the cut. I don't understand. I don't know how that works. So well, I would, um, would he get three quarters of the pay for yesterday. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Either way. I really don't know. Um, but either way, so there's a lot of holes in that incentive uh, theory. Yeah. Um, so now this is what is being reported now by uh, by the NFL insiders. Uh, ESPN just reported that how it went down was he hurt his ankle and he was complaining about it and he couldn't go in and the trainers or somebody uh, had I guess I guess cleared him. I'm unsure of that. Maybe not, but I think so. And then Bruce Arians was demanding that he go in. And he asked him to go in, and he refused to go in. And then as the game was going on, he said to him again to go in. 
you've been cleared, I guess. And he said, no, my ankle's not good enough to go in. I'm not going in. And then he said, then get the hell out of here. And so he got the hell out of there in dramatic fashion. So that, that is basically the, the, the other story, which is kind of um, going out there, which I can see. I mean, it make, makes a little bit of sense as well. Um, but, I, I, you, know, but you know, either way. Think about, this, think about it from, yeah. from, like, you know, I know the guy's, you know, nuts. We understand that, you know. And that's the right. nice way of putting it. But you got to know that you're not coming back from this. Is this how you want to end your career? This is what you want to be known yeah. for? For taking your shirt off and doing a jig in the end zone as the game's going on? I, you know, that's so stupid. I mean, the guy's it, not it, 20 years old. No, and it, it's such a shame. It's such a shame yeah. because you're talking about a Hall of Fame career that he threw away. And it's not even like he oh, could yeah. have been. Like, he, he's got the numbers now to go into the Hall yeah. of Fame. That's how good he is. Yeah, is. And he's just throwing that out the window to go out in this yep. fashion. You know, you really have to think, obviously that's not going through his mind. Uh, you know, he's not rationalizing what the effects of that could be and what's going to take place and how this is going to be on him. He just came back from a suspension. I believe it was three games for uh, falsifying his vaccine status uh, with a fake vaccine card. And so he just comes back from that whole thing. And, you know, literally, you know, within uh, a, a one week, one game of that, he throws his entire career away. So, you know, uh, it's hard to speculate what was going through his mind. He did have a massive concussion, and he hasn't really been the same since that day. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people are, you know, have been talking about, obviously, the signs of CTE and maybe something's not right. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate either way. But something is definitely imbalanced in Antonio Brown's life. There's no doubt about it. To do something like that, if he did think of, like you just said, the ramifications and the repercussions, you would think that, you know, he, to, to go ahead with, with something like this would be, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, detrimental. But you kind of think he couldn't have, right? No, there's, there's guy, no, it's too impulsive. No I mean, yeah. This is the guy who threw furniture out of the window and almost killed two girls sunbathing this year, too. Nobody wants to talk about that story either. I mean, he could have been yeah. in prison forever without one. You know? Seriously. He almost killed two girls. No, I hear Yeah, and, I'm not know, making light of it. You know, they, they actually, you know, they, they like gloss over that one like it's no big deal. That that was one of the worst things he's ever done. You know? Yeah. Let's not talk about, you remember he beat up the moving guy with the truck. And that was, you know, he almost went to jail for that, you know. It's there's, amazing. There's like, you know, it, it, it always goes to how good you are. If, like, you get chance after chance if you can play. But, you know, yeah. if, if there's a kick in that armor where you can't go anymore, you you know, if you're not as good as your, you know, as your, as your problems are, they get rid of you in a minute. In a minute. You know? hey, this league, that's a great point. This league will use you and eat you up the Never second that they, they don't got anything that they can use you for anymore. And it goes to show how great he is that he keeps getting these chances and chances. And, uh, you know, yep. and this was just, uh, it's just absurd um, how this one kind of, you know, finished off. And just, so, you know, just to think the truth is, you know, look, I'm not a big Antonio Brown fan, never was, never will be. But just the fact that, like, 
this organization, Tampa Bay, who I don't like either, bent over backwards for this guy. And just to, like for him to treat them like that, to, to make the mockery out of that, you know, during a game where they're losing, where you know, you know, to an inferior team, it, it's it's the whole thing's embarrassing, you know. It just shows you like how they just care about themselves, you know. Well, one of the things that you you didn't touch upon when you were talking about the incident is, is, is the biggest incident, which kind of led to this, was the Mike Mayock disaster with the Raiders and how, uh, yeah. you know, he had the whole war with him and then was basically picked up by Belichick because they finally gave in and released him from, you know, something that could have ended his career there. I mean, it was that bad. They had his rights. It was getting real ugly. But they kind of gave in and they freed him. And immediately, you know, uh, the vulture Bill Belichick saw the talent and, and, as he always do, picked him up. He played one game, ironically, it's with the Miami Dolphins, and he destroyed us in that game, uh, you know, with the touchdown and all that. And then, do you remember what exactly happened that he was cut there? With the Patriots, what did he do? Yeah, he with the Patriots, he, he did something. I don't remember. It might have been the moving thing. Was it the moving moving truck thing? No, I don't think so because that was in Florida. That was in Florida. I think it was. Um, I think it was not showing up for something. No, you know what I think it was. I think it was he had a problem with his ex-girlfriend or something and the texts and stuff yeah. he was texting yes, yes, and that yes. was re- yeah yeah he was threatening her with the text messages or something right yeah something came to light and all that he was going back yeah. and forth with her with the text messages and stuff and that's what happened and they had to release him there and so yeah so you yeah. have that on top of it which was he was threatening yeah. her there. And even after all that, Brady was able to get him onto the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win and a Super Bowl. He gets a ring. He gets a ring. He gets a ring. And, and he was a big part of it. It's not like he just walked no, out. He was a huge part of that. But he gets a ring. So now you've turned this 180. I mean, he really was in such a great position. And then he had trouble this year, like you said, with the, with the fake Vax card and all that stuff. And he still comes back. And to, and to have this blow up like that, um, it's just it, it's a little bit crazy. I mean, he, it, let, let's pretend and again, I'm talking about it like trying to rationalize it. But let's pretend his ankle was bad. I mean, even if you're lining up and you're purposely limping out a route, you know, I mean, that, that you know, to pacify it. I mean, to, to just think of the extreme opposite of the way he went. Um, and I guess it just stemmed from uh, uh, fighting with, with Arians about something. We know that, right? We know that it was, it was a fighting with him on something. Um, which... The ankle thing doesn't really hold as much weight when you dance through the entire end zone on the way out uh, saying goodbye to the crowd. Yeah, you know? it didn't. Yeah, it definitely didn't look like it was that ginger. I'll put it to you that way. It didn't look too gingery as he was dancing around. It looked like he was worried about on. that, you know, as he was giving no. the serenade to the Jets crowd, you know. It's bizarre. It's bizarre, and apparently he has a rap album that's uh, about to drop, and he had. Uh, tweeted out a link to that too. So it just gets more and more bizarre, Rich. But we covered it, and I know you enjoyed that. And so I like to, uh, you know, to make you happy from time to time with stories like that. <laughs> All right, last break. We'll come back, wrap it up.
Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Miami Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant coming at you as we take you to the final stretch here. We'll bring it up to this Monday night football game where uh, Cleveland uh, at Pittsburgh, which would have been monumental uh, ramifications uh, playoff-wise uh, for the Dolphins, and now they still are, but they're not for the Miami Dolphins anymore. So, uh, you know, it kind of takes the lackluster out of that. And, uh Rich, you know, Big Ben now, This is he's kind of said this is going to be his, his final uh, hurrah, so this will probably be his last home game anywhere, I would think, but uh, this seems like it's going to be the end. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, the Browns are out of it too, right? They're, they're eliminated too yesterday, so. They are? I would, are I you would, sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, they're out. I think they okay, I didn't know that. I thought they I still thought, had a prayer. I, I thought they were. Yeah, I thought they were out. Do you think they're still around? I thought they still had I a prayer. Teams, I, think, I think it's Pittsburgh. I think it's Pittsburgh. Um, who's who? Who's in the, took our spot? The Patriots are there. Yeah, basically, uh, what, what happened was the Ravens. The Ravens are still, uh, I think, uh, barely the in Ravens, the hunt. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, so. Um, you know, and I guess, like you said, uh, Cleveland uh, was, yeah, was knocked Cleveland, out as well. Cleveland got eliminated, yeah. I'm just right. saying, so you know, basically I the Raiders. Like, I, 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 I think Ben throws probably three or three to five touchdown passes tonight. Watch. Well, they're still in it. So it's the Raiders, Ravens, and I think the Steelers that are up for that that on the bubble. Right. Yeah. But the weird right. part of the bubble is that. Um, 
basically the cults. Uh, it's, I, I think it's the Colts and the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, right. are the two teams that are in play. Right. For those, the, the, right now they're in those driver seats. So um, you know, uh, it comes down to those three teams trying to jump in one of those spots. I think the Ravens have the hardest chance. They need like a lot of things to kind of go. And I think they're even playing the Rams. So, um, uh, or they did just play yeah, they, the Rams, right? No, they, they just played the Rams. Yeah, they the Ravens have to play the Steelers next week. Oh, the That's Ravens play the Steelers play. next week. Okay. Yeah, right. So yeah. So, uh, but I think both of those teams could easily be on the outside looking in, regardless. Uh, so um, you know, I guess we'll we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, a lot of it has to do with the Colts and what they're going to do. But uh, well, it just seems yeah, no matter but, what the Steelers do, they never get eliminated. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, that's true. That's Every true year. too. That's so true. No matter what happens, they can lose eight eight in a row, but they're, they're still they're still alive. You know, it's amazing. I know what you mean by that. But I so, believe it's you. Like they changed the rules. Lived you know, it. like yeah, you know, seven seven and one in the hunt. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it those amazing, too? What did I tell you when they got that tie? I'm like, really? Yeah. You know this thing's yeah. going to linger, man. The tie always does. Yeah. It's always good for everybody else. It's always terrible yeah. for us. It just, the tie kills us all the time. This yeah. year, obviously, we, you know, we did it to ourselves, but um, <laughs> it's just always there, that tie. And it's never good. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's uh, aggravating that we're 8-8 eight and, eight and, like, you know, Here's the Ravens who we beat are involved still yeah. and we're out. That that's what drives me crazy, stuff like that. Yeah, and that's know? what I tried to explain to you last week. I spent thirty five yeah. minutes on it, but it didn't it didn't yeah, sink in. Uh, you know, because yeah. if it's head to head I guess it's it is that. I mean if it's one on one, you're you're two team tie. But I guess uh, you know, if it's not, they go to so much other stuff. And obviously the Ravens have a tiebreaker over us. So, uh, you know, that's why we're on the outside looking in. Well, I, I said to you, you know, it's amazing. You can't even, like, you, know, you you seven games in a row, and then you play Tennessee, not even a division team, and you don't even get a Powerball shot at this in Week 17? Like, I know. I, you know, I, I know it wouldn't have happened, but you don't even get, like, something to root for. It's crazy. Yeah, and And I guess that's because it was a conference game. So that must be the head-to-head. Like, that must be the tiebreaker. It must go to conference so, you know, first. Here, you know what the best is? Here's me and you talking about this, and we can't figure it out. So how's the average football fan going to figure it out? Oh, they can't. We, but it's we basically... don't know after all these years. Because it's, it's ridiculously too complicated, the way they do this crap. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, so it's obviously done by computer and stuff now because it's it's you've added also, another game also, and you've added another playoff change. spot. They changed the rules over the last few years, too. You know? Well, I'm sure they did. But it never was head-to-head head when it came down to more than two teams. Well, it's out of your division, right? Yeah, right. Like, you know, then it was always, you know, if you're not talking about winning the division, because if you're talking about winning the division, then I think it's head-to-head. Head. Right. Unless, of course, you're talking about three teams. But I don't know if that's possible. Is that possible? Can you have a three-team tie for first place in a division with four teams? 
I don't know if that's possible. Maybe it is. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it is. Maybe, but I've never seen it even come close, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then it wouldn't apply, but you know, if it was just two teams, then I think it is head to head. But then when you come down to the playoff thing, it's more, but you're right. I mean, you need an astrophysicist degree. Um, you know, to figure it out. I just know from you know so I what know. I hear. I don't even think it's that. I just think they they just make it too complicated. Nobody knows what they're doing because they change it all the time. Also, you know this this is a this is a league where you know they they feel the need that they have to make they have a rules committee and they feel the need they have to change the rules every year to justify their existence. And well, that's true. And, and I'm not and I'm not defending you, that. But they never promote what they did. Like you have to wait well, that's the true. first few games to get used to it. It's like if you're, you're very right. How about let yes. everybody know about it? You know? I, I agree a hundred percent on that. Yes, you're right about that. The only thing I'll say with the tie breaking thing is I don't think they had a choice. I think because of so many teams and so many uh um, different cards. scenarios and, and yeah, I think that they, they had to adapt these tie-breaking rules because this is kind of the only thing that would work, I guess, when you start getting down the line, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll give them a little credit but there. You know, I mean, I just work harder. You know, you got, you got these idiots on TV 24-7 talking about the biggest nonsense in the world. You know, how about yeah. doing a show every year and explaining all the rule changes and explaining, yeah. you know, playoff ratifications towards the end of the year. And, and you know, and, and going over the tiebreakers instead of instead of worrying about you know that Joe from Schenectady, you know uh, his fantasy team came had 198 points on defense last week. Like who gives a crap? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what they promote in this league is idiotic. You know? Yeah, I, some of those. Uh... Uh, pre-game talks for 15 minutes are ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, we we waited on one. Uh, One of them did uh, an entire spotlight on Antonio Brown, and then the other one, we had to wait 15 minutes for it to be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, My my favorite, too, is the the great sideline reporter. So what are you going to plan to do for the second half? Well, first I'm going to go inside and get something to eat, and then, uh, you know, (laughs) Then we're gonna we're gonna really try to stop the run in the second. Oh, really? You're gonna to try to stop the run? Wow. Well, thanks for that one. You know, glad I didn't run away to get something to drink quick. I was safe for that. I mean, I mean, is that the most played out ridiculous nonsense in the world? Has the coach ever told you one damn thing that they're gonna do in the second half? No, I don't really get the whole thing either. I mean, it's it's. I mean, in certain circumstances, I guess when something goes on. But yeah, that walk off. They never tell you anyway. Miserable, miserable coaches. It's worse in college. It's worse in college. Some of the nonsensical, nasty comments that come out of those college coaches uh, is just insane. Like they don't know they're supposed to do that. Like they make it seem yeah. like there's somebody that, that just jumped on there and is interrupting their jog into the tunnel. You got a second? I mean, <laughs> you know, you know that's the thing. <laughs> it's insane. It really is. And that that part of it gets me the most. They act like they're well, being burdened, which they are. We're gonna, but go, we're gonna go. We're gonna go down to Michelle and see what the injury is like. Um, <laughs> He is uh, questionable to return. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, questionable. So in other words, you don't know either. Thanks. Thanks, hon. You know, thanks for that friggin' fight oh, there. Man. You know? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's so ridiculous. It is. But sometimes you do get And, 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 and my, my favorite thing, the favorite new thing over the year and a half is 
the the ex players now are going to tell you who you should bet on because people who've never put ten cents on a game in their life are going to talk about the point spread and talk to you who you should bet on. I'd rather see Third Street Louie from Brooklyn telling you who he's betting on than see yeah. Michael Strait and Boomer Sison, and Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long telling you who you bet on. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so uh, stupid. It's unbelievable. But the people that weren't allowed to mention the points right now are telling you who to bet on. I mean, it's just so well, It's amazing how that's changed, how that narrative has yeah. completely changed, how acceptable that is now when that used to be the biggest yeah. taboo there was. And, uh, and Michelle, <laughs> Tafoya is, Michelle Tafoya is the best in the business, by the way. I just wanted to throw that in there. And Andrea Kramer, I would put <laughs> in the same sentence. For the, for well, she's, is she suspended for life or whatever, Michelle Tafoya? Why? Michelle Tafoya? That's the one that said so about Kaepernick on The View, right? Suspended from... from, She hasn't been on uh, on NFL TV since then? Is that right? No. No, They they pulled her for that. Because she made a derogatory Kaepernick comment on The View, and they they pulled her off the the, the TV. I thought she was just... Really? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. she was suspended like that from football. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know Kaepernick was Pope John Paul II. I didn't realize. She I just saw her though. I thought I just saw her. Rich, are you sure? Are you sure she that's what she was suspended? suspended? Yeah, she was suspended for it. Yeah. Well, I know that. Uh... Hmm. Pulled. Wow, that that's crazy. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know that she was suspended like that from yeah. football. Yeah, I she, thought she, uh, she lost the, the, you know, you know, supposedly the contract's up, so they're just like riding it out. Really? Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I even. You can't say anything right? about Saint Kaepernick, you know? Saint, it's Saint Kaepernick now, I guess. Yeah. It's what? Saint Kaepernick. Yeah, it's. I didn't know. I Michelle Tafoya is really good. So I don't. I that's insane. Yeah, she's very good. Crazy. But it's amazing. Crazy. You can't have an opinion unless it's theirs now. You know, I guess that's the, the place we live in now. You know. Wow. 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 All right. So uh, we come to the end here, and uh, you know, we're gonna have to see Mac Jones and and, and Bill Belichick now uh, to see how high their playoff uh, spot goes. And you, you know, I don't say I didn't warn you this because I've seen the writing on the wall. Maybe maybe they got tired by running the score up against Jacksonville last week. Yeah, when know? they put fifty, <laughs> yeah, they like yeah, fifty on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah Belichick was going to save it, but yeah, I seen this coming with this Patriot team too. That's what's so aggravating. I could see it from a mile away, and uh, it's, you know we. I don't know if you realize we had the chance not only to win out, make the playoffs, but we would have knocked not them out. out of the playoffs. I That's know. how much power we had. Yeah, I know. And, you sh- and you've seen what they did with it. we go from with the last playoff spot to being out. <laughs> That's how it's out. I'd never out. i never seen that happen to anybody. No, like I said, that's what I'm the saying. Steelers could lose, the Steelers could lose two, and they'd still be in the hunt. But we were just gone. We, we, just we, weren't, in, we weren't in the hunt. We were in the driver's seat in the hunt. Yes. yes. <laughs> we got knocked out yes. of contention. It's just yeah. amazing, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, it's just. And I it's think just that, a, I think that would have held true for next week too. I think if we won yesterday, 
and somehow we lost to the Patriots, I think there was a way we could be knocked out also very easily. Well, definitely could have. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, definitely a I chance think, for that. I think we, if we didn't get the 10, we were in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, you're right. But to not even have a uh, puncher's chance on the 17th week. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. All right, everybody, that's our show. We'll see you next week on the Dolphin Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Better go. Walked out.